Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Backstage with Blur the Border. Today we have on the podcast Aastha Sharma, who started out in the industry when the term stylist was still catching on, and celebrity stylists were far and few. Today Aastha has made her mark in the industry having styled not only the biggest names in Bollywood but also across the styling gamut from editorial to wedding styling and commercials to films. She's also the co-founder of Wedding Style Project and The Wardrobeist. Aastha, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So am I. I'm very excited to talk to you today because you started out wanting to be a lawyer but then shifted gears and then studied fashion. Can you talk to me a little bit about what you studied and how you found your calling in fashion? So, I had no inclination to uh, get into fashion or uh, like I had no idea that this is going to be my path. Uh I wanted to become a lawyer because my dad was lawyer, is a lawyer, and um it kind of excited me, you know, when you growing up and you know you kind of look up to your parents and you know you want to kind of take what they are doing. But at a very very crucial stage in my when I was just like applying for colleges and stuff like I'm glad I did not uh get into law and uh, I did my graduation in literature mm-hmm. and that's kind of changed my perspective of what I wanted to do. Fashion again was even then not a not an option because you know you had very very limited um idea of your careers like either you become a lawyer or a doctor or engineer getting into fashion was completely new at that point however my parents were very supportive and uh, when i when i told that i want to study fashion for my uh, for my masters they were quite open about it and even i thought that you know it would be something different something uh, you know i've never explored so why not explore it mm-hmm. uh and yeah that's that's how i got into it it was just by chance and uh, i don't regret any of it i'm glad it happened it kind of destined to for me to kind of get into this line what was your first styling gig actually it was in college and i was assisting uh, the maxim magazine that was really big at that time and yeah. they just come to india and i was assisting uh, rin jajo he was uh, the editor fashion editor and i used to go and intern after college and help him out and that was actually my first gig and i kind of got interested in fashion and mm-hmm. got introduced to styling at that point it was so new and only uh, like editorial styling was like the biggest styling thing which used to happen at that time and especially in delhi yeah. uh, where there was no bollywood styling or bollywood costumes and stuff so i think that's where i started and kind of got really interested into editorial styling your first job was at a magazine yeah and then how did you get where you are today having styled so many bollywood celebrities I started interning when mm-hmm. while I was studying in, in at Pearl Academy in Delhi and mm-hmm. uh, uh, from there I got an opportunity to work with Harper's Bazaar magazine and I worked with them for two and a half years they had just come into India and uh, you know editorial styling was kind of booming at that time and there was so many things happening so many fun things at uh, you know if you're working with a magazine at that time it was just so fascinating because you were working yeah. with celebrities you're doing covers you're doing fashion editorials you're doing you you're traveling across the country uh, across the world right. and you know doing different different kind of shoots so i was really enjoying that and um, then you know after after working in a magazine for a while you kind of become stagnant and you're like okay no what next so celebrity styling was so new and fresh at that time i stumbled upon a few stylists who were very very new that, that celebrity styling was so new uh, that i kind of stumbled upon it and I, it really interested me and i was like okay let's explore this and yeah. uh, it was an overnight move to bombay 
Bombay and uh, from Delhi and uh, I think it was the best decision of my life. And how did you come to starting the wardrobeist? when obviously when i moved to bombay and um, i kind of realized that you know this is not a, a job you can do alone you need yeah. a team uh, especially if you want to do different things and you do want to do multiple things uh, you need a very very good team and uh, i didn't believe in you know just hiring somebody and making them work for 6 months one year and then finding another person so i decided very early that i want to create a company where you know stylists can come they can join they can learn and contribute to you know kind of evolving so we can do multiple things that's yeah. why today i have celebrity styling in my portfolio I have advertising I have films um, OTT like you know web shows weddings so we can do all of this if you have a good team we all work really hard and um, they have been with me for so many years something I'm very proud of Can you talk to me about one of the best relationships you've built out over the year because you've styled so many people and created so many amazing looks over the years mm-hmm. can you tell me about something that has been iconic for you personally I think uh, what I did with Ashwarya for Cannes Film Festival over those 5 years mm-hmm. it was a great learning process it was a it was one of the biggest opportunities one could get and uh, it was at the time when you know Cannes was uh, looked upon and like you know it was flourishing and uh, Ashwarya was flourishing at Cannes and I got the opportunity to work with her and we did some really really challenging fun creative looks together yeah. and I think uh, that was kind of and I was so young you know it was not like i had spent so much time in the industry and that uh, and i was doing it over, after so many years i was so young i was just like i had just entered the industry like 2 3 years into it and i got this opportunity and i took full advantage of it like yeah. you know i used to finish one one cans and already start planning and you know thinking about the next one yeah so i think those 5 years 6 years were really um joyous and uh, yeah. you know it was something it's also mad no when you're styling abroad it is like, it is, I have it so is another, many insane another, stories yeah it is another another experience altogether yeah. but also you know when you're styling internationally like you know on a global platform yeah the expectation of course is different plus yeah. the way they work is a lot more organized than the way we kind of work here for sure um, of course things are becoming much better mm-hmm. but it's just in what sense would you say things are becoming better I mean in terms of planning or in terms of like you know giving enough time and yeah. enough notice and like you know now like we have a lot of indian options available or yeah. like you know we had none yeah when i used to style for cans like it was very difficult there was a handful of designers you could go to now there are so many so and that offer a sizing range as well exactly like you know earlier it was only like you know 0 to 2 size 2 or yeah. size 4 like now like you know you have the opportunity of going exploring different designers with different they're, they're ready to customize they're ready yeah. to you know kind of bring in that change so i mean it was very different back then it's very different now yeah. but i think ans kind of you know working on that global platform kind of given that exposure to really value that time yeah Tell me about how um the range of work that you do within the styling gamut like it's just so varied mm-hmm. you style celebrities you've worked in editorials tell me about working on FOMO shots mm-hmm. you know you said earlier on that you know everything takes some time mm-hmm. obviously you know when you're working over a web series that takes time can you Correct. tell me about your working process 
So again, when I did uh, FOMO shots that time, web shows had just yeah. about come in. Yeah. Um, and I got this uh this call from the production house, and I did not even take it very seriously because you know I had never done a web show because, because it was either you're doing your your celebrity dressing or you're doing films or you're yeah. doing a song. Yeah. Styling a web show at that time was like okay, like like I had no idea of yeah. like you know the kind of project which is offered to me and the and the, you know the kind of scale it's going to go up to. So I went for a meeting. I had a really good meeting with the with the production house and. Uh, I was like okay this sounds exciting and um the cast was fun. The cast was fun and uh, the team was fun and it was something it was creative you know it like yeah. we had to create those characters we had to create from something from scratch you yeah. know there were like these four girls who had no identity yeah. and uh, they had no faces and I had to create that yeah. like you know I had to create them from really nothing so it was so exciting and it was so and they wanted fashion and it went had to be stylish that is the dream no yeah so it was i think 2017 um that uh, i got this call and then the meetings and you know just overnight we were was just working on this project and i was ideating and we were creating these characters and rangita who was the producer on the show she had mad ideas about these four girls and how they should look and how everybody in the show should look mm-hmm. and it kind of like worked hand in hand and uh, we had amazing five years of working together nice. over three seasons yeah is there one character that you personally identify no, with no so many people ask me this question <laughs> i can't i love damini i love bani's character umang i love yeah. i love all of them like they yeah. are all so distinct yeah like you know if you see siddhi to damini they're like poles apart yet they're best friends yeah. so you know you'll see them in their dressing as well like yeah. you know you'll see and you will see over the years how they have changed in their personal space yeah. you kind of see that in the there's definitely a trajectory there 100 100% sure. and in terms yeah. of the dressing also it's lot more lot more fun and a bit youngish in season 1 and by the time you read season 3 it's a lot more mature yeah and uh, You're right. like thoughtful dressing yeah. if you per se if you say also times change dressing change everything changes right yeah. it was a beautiful journey season 2 we had mad fun because uh, we had a wedding in the show we had travel we first time we had stepped out out of india we had gone to turkey and you know there was an outdoor so we did so many areas where i could explore yeah. i had a blast i want to talk to you about a little bit of a deep dive and here we put the spotlight on your personal experiences and how you manage you know the job mm-hmm. which is many yeah <laughs> uh, like we've just talked about and the industry as it functions correct right so can you tell me a little bit about you know how you're handling the job you're a new mom congrats by the way thank you <laughs> um you're a new mom tell me how you're managing the work and also being a new mom as they say it takes a village <laughs> i have yeah. the village yeah. they're all helping me and uh, i'm lucky that i have them mm-hmm. in my life to be able to manage everything as i said my team is my biggest support system and uh, i couldn't have done anything i had a i had a tough last one year personally in terms of like you know a lot of things are going on and my team was at it and we were doing also some professionally we were doing some very big projects yeah. so it was managing both was hard but uh, Uh, i guess uh, when you have a good support system you kind of you can you can rely on them blindly yeah. so depending on dif- what project i'm working on i kind of kind of create my build my team yeah. so that you know uh, 
if just in case I'm not available, yeah. I have somebody doing the job uh, under my kind of mm-hmm. supervision. Tell me, what was that shift in headspace like for you that, you know, now you have this new person that's going to be entering your life and taking up some amount of your... Quite a bit amount. Yeah, <laughs> quite a lot of your time, yeah. headspace. And, you know, it takes what it takes. And then... At the same time, you have to remain creative and also look after your team and manage everything that you're, you've got going on. Um, I mean, it is it is difficult, but it's not impossible. So once in my headspace, you know, I, I feel that I can manage it. Yeah. I make sure it happens, yeah. kind of. And then everything around me kind of works toward making it happen. Like, you know, my baby is very small. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of balancing my day according to uh, his schedule and yeah. uh, everybody around you guys have been so supportive. Like, you know, if I... If I I mean, like, so see, right, you know, how you're saying, obviously, everywhere, they kind of understand. And that's very important. And especially, Mm. you know, there's so many women forces around, like, you're working with so many women around, they understand. And even men understand, like, you know, if you say, I can't do this, there's a reason, because I have a baby, and people understand. So I think I kind of rotate my kind of schedule myself like that, uh, where I can manage both. Uh, I take each day as it comes. And when it comes to creativity, I think it over the years I've been so I've I've kind of managed everything. Yeah. And like, you know, of course you I need my me time for that, that creative space. Right now, of course I don't have that, but I'm sure I'll get a I'll take a break. I love to travel. Yeah. I love to be in nature. Uh, so you know, that gives me a lot of energy, like being just being in nature. So I always make sure that I take these small, small trips. Yeah. Uh like a weekend getaway or like, you know, just take like ten days off or fifteen days off in like two, three months to kind of clear out my headspace and uh, get back in the groove because yeah. it's very, very hectic otherwise. Yeah. So I think that kind of gives me that balance okay so guys it can be done it's possible you can be a stylist and I mean it all depends person to person you know it's just because I'm doing it doesn't mean that I'm giving pressure to anybody else no of course because sometimes you know no it happens you know sometimes when I go on social media I'm like oh my god this one's doing that that one's doing that it can give you a lot of pressures to all the new moms you don't have to jump back to things or jump back to work just because someone else is doing it I have my low days I'm constant like there are so many days I'm just sitting and I'm just Mm. looking into the space and I'm like oh god what is going on in my life and like you know I just like you know you go through postpartum and you go through all these things it's very natural but yeah. not everybody has to jump back no of course not but you know listening to how you've managed it mm. it's kind of like a blueprint for if you were to do it this yeah. is how you could do could it could do it yeah right yeah. It, it is doable it's absolutely doable sure which is nice to know i also want to talk to you about the wedding style project correct and the wardrobeist correct We talked earlier on about how building out a team of stylists is, of course, extremely important. Mm. But I think a lot of the times people forget that, you know, you also have other administrative jobs within the styling realm Mm. that are extremely important. Correct. You definitely need somebody to look into your finances. You need somebody who's booking the jobs. Correct. Can you tell me a little bit about how you've built out your companies? 
as i said a, like good team is really important yeah. and good management is very important yeah. so of course of course we have our accounts team in place we have yeah. our, we obviously have stylists with we have assistants and interns who are like you know taking care of the wedding uh, of, of the wardrobe for wedding style project we have a different set of team who's like yeah. you know coordinating with the clients and like you know we have an accounts team and i have a very good managerial uh team who takes care of all my logistics and yeah. my bookings and my uh monies and you know all the back end work which is extremely which is the, like the backbone of us yeah. and i have a really good management team to kind of work i work with efficient yeah. and they manage everything for me and uh, i've had them i've been working with them for last uh 3 years i think and 3 mm. uh, to 4 years and i 4 years Yeah, wow. and uh, they have like literally like I don't have to bother about anything. anything. That's amazing. Yeah, 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 it's very important. Yeah, uh, especially when you're doing multiple things, you don't want to be you know kind looking of looking into into uh, the nitty gritties. Yeah, and and yeah. That, those nitty gritties are the most important, one of the most important yeah. uh, aspect and part of your job. So you have to make sure that that's solid. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna move into the next segment of the podcast. Okay. Now this is a little bit of a rapid fire where I'm gonna give you categories and okay. you have to tell me your favorite homegrown brands in those particular categories, okay. right? Tell me a little bit about your favorite resort wear brands. There's Shiva Naresh, mm-hmm. uh, there's Flutatious, then there's Veranda. Yeah. I think all of them are doing such amazing job. There's so many swimwear brands now, so. Yeah. Uh, you know earlier we used to depend on international brands for resort wear but now we have such amazing ones in india so yeah. to name a few yeah shivanarish veranda flotatious and uh, even flame flame in so goa love yeah. it like you yeah. know the I curation love, is unmatched the curation is unmatched the fabrics the texture the colors you yeah. know it's perfect for for your um nice summer wear resort yeah. wear holiday wear collection Okay, Asta. On to the next one. Tell me about your favorite brands for bags and shoes. Okay, so Shop Mystery for bags, so they nice. are doing really good. Yeah. Then uh, Tiger Maroon, I think they are doing some really nice. Yeah. Uh, this thing Napa Dory, I love Napa Dory. I yeah. think they they are doing some amazing uh, bags and like you know the quality is yeah, really good. They are also doing some travel bags and yeah. uh, you know office office bags and stuff. So I think. They have a huge category of yeah, a, a beautiful leather. So functional leather as well. Yeah, yeah. For shoes, uh, there's a fizzy cup goblet. There is yeah. Melissa. Uh, then there is Kai. Melissa is so underrated yeah. for monsoons yeah. in this city. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. And they have such fun colors, you mm. know, to explore from. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but I feel for for shoes, I think we can do better. I yeah. don't think we have too many good shoe brands or even if we do they're not comfortable enough. Yeah, I, I think, think the quality does need a little like bit a, looking at. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. when we are like we are creating so many things like yeah. you know we're creating everything in house. There's so many homegrown brands for clothes and jewelry yeah. and uh, shoes bags so I think shoes is one area where we can footwear is one area we can do better. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Tell me about your favorite jewelry brands. Oh, so many <laughs> just so many like i can just say globally i think we have some of the best jewelry brands hands down 
correct? Yeah, hands down. Uh, we have from diamonds to semi-precious to silver to yeah. anything you see and we have that, right? I don't think anybody does jewelry design better, better than, than India. India. No. Yeah, so I think Dora India, they are doing yeah. some fabulous job. Like I love their pieces. Yeah. Uh, then Anu Merton, I don't know if you've seen her. Oh, of course I have. You so know, good. she's my, like I'm obsessed with her. I see her page almost every second day of what she's coming up with because yeah. she has mixed like, you know, the traditional Indian yeah. workmanship with the modern kind of style. Yeah, which, I love looking at it. Yeah, it's, so it's so beautiful. Satisfying to look at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even her page is so satisfying to look at, right? Yeah. Outhouse, Misho. Yeah. They are all doing such amazing jobs. They have they've yeah. taken it in like Indian jewelry to the international level. Yeah. Amrupali. Oh God, so yeah. good. <laughs> so Mrinalini, like her Kaliras are like so good. Famous now, world yeah. famous. Yeah. So I mean, so many people, so many of uh, our jewelry guys are doing such great job. Yeah. What are your favorite brands for casual or everyday looks? Dhruv Kapoor to Kanika Goyal to Kasha to Pero, yeah, um, so Lovebirds, uh, Bodice. Yeah. And yeah, I think they're all doing such a great job with, uh, with you know, casual street style and yeah. uh, everyday wear. And, you know, people like Kanika Goyal and uh, Dhruv Kapoor, they have taken uh, our Indian uh, streetwear to the international level now. So, exactly. You know, and it just shows the range that Indian talent correct. is capable of, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. yeah. And we are going everywhere now. We're, we're, we're so global now. If you're, if you're styling somebody for an event, what is your go-to homegrown brand to create a statement look? From Gaurav Gupta to Amita Garwal to an Indian space, Tarun Tehliani to uh, Rohit Bal. Foolproof. I mean, yeah. yeah, they are like solid, are solid designers, Gauri Nanika. Tell me about an international celebrity that you'd want to style in an Indian label. So, um, I'm obsessed with Bradley Cooper and I think he will look amazing in any of the like bangalas or like, you know, even like Indians, like, like a Rohit Bal or... Oh my God, yeah. Like, or a Tarun. Like, I think look, he looks so hot. Yeah, <laughs> he really would. I feel like there's very little you could put him in yeah. in which he wouldn't look good. Exactly. Yeah. Tell me, what is it that you think is really exciting about the Indian homegrown brand space. You know, we've seen so much of a spotlight on Indian talent, on Indian craftsmanship over the last year mm -hmm. or so. What's exciting to you about it now? The most exciting part about uh, like Indian homegrown brands is that we're taking it so global. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not uh, limited to your Indian wear or only in India or you can only wear in India or... Mm -hmm. Someone like a Rahul Mishra, he's taken his designs to everywhere, yeah. you know, Ga look at Gaurav, Gaurav Gupta, like he's almost in all the red carpets internationally, globally. Yeah. So I think we have so much talent yeah. and I think we are just growing super fast now yeah. with the kind of uh, exposure we have and the kind of opportunities we have. Plus our our uh, background is so good. Like, you yeah. know, when it comes to fabrics, when it comes to textiles and embroideries, we are like, we are acing it and it's globally visible now. Like people yeah. are appreciating it. Yeah. So I think we have taken the whole design and fashion aspect to the next level. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't think there's any looking back to what we have created. And, you know, I think it's only going to grow and grow faster. Yeah. I think just the fact that we've, elevated our standards and really put 
the quality and of craftsmanship at the center Correct. is just Correct. Looking back in the recent past, are there any collaborations that you really resonated with? You know, I had actually really liked H&M and Sabisachi. Yeah. Collaboration. Yeah. I think some of the pieces were really wearable. The accessories were really good. I couldn't see, I didn't get my hands on to all the clothing, but they looked really good. Yeah. And um, to their such, price points as well were really pri- good. Price points were really yeah. good. And to get uh, like like a Sabisachi in such a wearable aspect, I think that was really good. Yeah. The sad part was it went so, it got sold out really fast. But I remember seeing the accessories because I'd, I had called them for a shoot. Yeah. And they was just beautiful. Like yeah. they were like so wearable and uh, so affordable. I think, yeah, that collaboration was, I think, quite nice I think that they should do one more of that which two brands international and homegrown do you mm. think could combine their aesthetic to make a really sick collab I think somebody should do something with like uh, an Ikaya or a raw mango that you Benarsi know? weave yeah, yeah just get like a, a high street version of it mm-hmm. of uh, those fabrics and the textiles and the textures I think that'll go that's gonna be a great collaboration Okay, so we're moving into the next segment and we basically have a couple of questions for you from people that are just starting out in the industry. Sure. Right? As someone who's just starting out in the industry, what knowledge should they have before they start? Here my interview, I think you get all the knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think that's kind of covered. There's up a few everything. gems. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, I'm just joking. But like, I think uh, if you're starting out and you want to become a stylist, I think first your fa- your knowledge on fashion has to be you. You need to be well read and you need to know know yeah. your fashion and know yeah. your fashion knowledge. Don't take that lightly uh, because these days every second person wants to become a stylist. I'm sorry to say, but yeah, that's the like a harsh truth. Like every designer wants to become a stylist. And so you have to kind of understand that it's not a frivolous job. It yeah. is a very, very demanding stressful job it's yeah. a very stressful job and, and your work like, ethic needs to be on point 100 yeah. percent. and for a while if you want to make it you need to forget about everything else by and by everything else i mean when it comes to um like it's it's a lot of hard work so you yeah. have to be ready for it and a lot of people who come to me and say i want to become a stylist of course you on paper you want to become a stylist when you have to come to actual work yeah uh, you realize that you know they just want it for want to become a stylist for frivolous reasons yeah which is like, you know, which we show on social media. Trust me, what we show on social media is 0.0% of what's actually happening yeah, outside. That's like, possibly like five seconds yeah. of 24 hours. Yeah. The stress levels are completely yeah. like haywire and uh, you're constantly running around. There is no scheduling. There is no like, so you need to be very, very well averse of it. I'm not scaring you, but... Um, what I'm saying, trying to say is know that it's going to be like this. Yeah. And it's across. Like, it's not like, okay, celebrity styling is easier than editorial styling or like film styling is different from all kinds of styling in India. Yeah. Uh, like, it comes with a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Having said that, it's a very, very creative job. It's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, what keeps me going after 12 years is that I'll be working on different projects. Like, every project is different. You end up meeting some really, really cool, creative people yeah. who, you know, who are working day in and day out to make something happen. And when that's created, uh, there's a sense of satisfaction there is ah 
I did it. Yeah. You know? So, of course. So, I kind of live for that. Yes, I did it. Yeah. So, all that, of us get a kick out of it. Yeah. At that moment. Yeah. yeah. So, my biggest advice will be if you want to, if you're really, really keen on getting into styling, first have your knowledge and your education right. Then assist, 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 assist as many people you can. Uh, get that experience because that's very, very important. Mm-hmm. Make your right contacts. Contacts are very important to get work and yeah. get into the groove and get in the industry. So that's why working with the right people who can connect you with the with, with the right people is yeah. very important. And once you have that, create your portfolio. Uh, you have to be at it. You have the biggest platform given to you, yeah. which is Instagram put your work out and people will see it and they'll give you work and uh, there's work for everyone if yeah. you if you're ready for that if you're ready to check all the boxes which i mentioned yeah the second question is how do you build a relationship with brands while sourcing it's over the years yeah. it takes time uh, there's so many brands there's so many pr companies and agencies and uh, whatnot but i think it's over the years you have to make sure that you're not ruining their products you're taking full care etiquette at, uh, yeah exactly and there will be you are you're only human things will get damaged you need to know how to handle them you need to respect the brands and you need to respect their products and uh, it's it's a relationship built over time it's not yeah. an overnight thing and uh, yeah and i'm still building it like yeah i started day 1 and still building it so yeah it's an it's ongoing a, it's thing it's an ongoing process yeah. yeah and i'd add to that by saying i think you know respectful communications 100%. also so important it's very important right? very important it's not just when you need somebody uh, something from someone that you hit them up and yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. like hi i need this urgently yeah. it's also like a rapport that you're building yeah and i see these person. days there is no there is no boundary like you know people will work message you at 12 o'clock at night yeah. 1 o'clock at night and whatsapp has become your business whatsapp yeah. suddenly has become your business whatsapp and i tell people i block people honestly now i block because <laughs> I'm tired of telling them okay this is not your working hours and this yeah. is not the time to connect yeah. but uh, I understand their urgencies also and I understand they also have timelines and everything and sometimes even I do even I message and I apologize like you know I'm really really sorry I'm working you yeah. bug- bugging you on a weekend or I'm bugging you post yeah. working hours but maintaining that balance and having respect as you said like you know respect is very important yeah. you need to have that thank you so much for that Asta that was very insightful that's thank a wrap you. on our conversation Yay, I hope you enjoyed you. it I loved it it was so interesting to hear about Asta's personal and professional journey if you enjoyed this episode follow us on your favorite streaming platform we'll be here next week until then I'm your host Sirpi.